who could have imagined living in a time when artificial intelligence was on the rise, but also to hear how elitists and globalists desire to use artificial intelligence to get the global and international community all in the same focus mindset and belief system. If this is the first time we're meeting, my name is Chris, and this is Foundation Bible Studies, where I seek to help connect you with your creator in Jesus Christ, both informationally and experientially, so that way you can fulfill the purpose that you were created for. Now, we're going to get into some articles, uh, and we're going to see how these articles are playing out in our day or what's going on in our day. And I think even more powerfully than that, how our creator in the person of Jesus Christ, how he foretold us these things, what we call Bible prophecy. He foretold us that these things were going to happen. And yet you and I live in the time where we get to see them and experience them for ourselves. And so with that, let's jump into these articles. The first one comes from CBN.com. These will be linked in the description below. If you're listening on the audio version, uh, you can go back and read the articles. Or if you want to watch the video version of this when you have time, I encourage you to. You can kind of see some of the depictions um, that come along with the article. And so this first article comes and it's titled uh, AI chatbot preaches at church in Germany. Looks like the unveiling of the Antichrist beast system. Now, for some, this may seem sensational, but you have to find out what our creator, what God has told us about the times. And he tells us this information so that way, one, we can know that he knows what's going on in the world way before it's going to happen. But two, that we will take that knowledge that he knows and that he knows us better than we think we that we think he does and that we will follow his instructions and that we will connect with him experientially so that way he can prepare us for uh, his implementation of his rule his government his shepherdship his care of the earth when he is physically and fully uh, in power and so let's read through this article a little bit it says a unique sermon was delivered via or by way of artificial intelligence Friday in a Lutheran church in Germany. So this was not this past Friday, but the Friday before. It says a chat GPT chatbot asked the people in the fully packed St. Paul's church in the town of Fuerth to rise from the pews and praise the Lord. The bot was personified by an avatar of a bearded black man on a huge screen above the altar. Now, an avatar is just a physical representation of something that is not physical. So AI is, uh, is a compilation, so to say, the best way I understand it and can explain it is a, is a compilation of data systems that are working together, pulling in information from all the data we have as humans and have put on the Internet, the things that uh, we questions we ask at the inputs and then it gives us reason answers based off all the data that it has, depending on what data is available to the AI. So this one was from ChatGPT and um, the avatar or the representation of, of ChatGPT in this instance was a bearded black man. 
But continuing on, it said it preached to more than 300 people who showed up for the experimental Lutheran church service generated almost entirely by artificial intelligence. And so here it says it's ex that this is experimental. But as we get into another article, we are going to see how how elitist, how globalist, how those who are in powerful positions, how they are going to use this and desire to use this for the manipulation of mankind, but kind of, of a self-fulfilling prophecy that uh, we worship other things other than the creator, um, a 21st century idol. But let's continue on. It says, Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany, the avatar said with an expressionless face and monotone voice. Continuing on a little bit, it says the 40-minute service was created by ChatGPT and Jonas Simmerlane, a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna, who said 98% of it came from the machine. The entire service was led by four different avatars or four different representations of ChatGPT on the screen, two young women and two young men. Those in the church listened attentively as the AI preached about leaving the past behind, focusing on the challenges of the present, overcoming fear of death, and never losing trust in Jesus Christ. Now, I find this interesting because this is an artificial intelligence Thing. And so when it comes to trust and it's preaching about trust, not losing trust in Jesus Christ, this machine, this software based intelligence cannot develop trust in Jesus Christ because God did not create the artificial intelligence. Mankind did. And this is based off of algorithms. This is based off of input. And AI can be biased based off of what uh us humans what it trains it when you listen to people that deal with ai hands-on you can train ai to think certain ways so you can have chat gpt which has been said to be biased in a more liberal progressive means uh versus one that's maybe more center of the road or we don't have any that i'm aware of that are more conservative leaning but that is not the end of the video because we do have something that I got to today that I thought was very interesting hand in hand with this. And so you have the artificial intelligence telling this crowd to not lose trust in Jesus. We have to overcome the fear of death, something that you just detach it, remove it from its power source and then plug it back in and get it up and going again and it will pop back on. And so uh, and not uh, and focusing on the challenges of the present. So you have this algorithm, you have this software intelligence preaching to real life people that have to deal with real life issues. I just think that's interesting that you have this telling people that. Um, and so but the point being with this article is that you have this artificial intelligence uh, preaching to people flesh and blood people in a church service now i don't know um how much of it if there were cameras that this ai could have used i don't know how deep it goes but to kind of gauge you know the audience's reactions 
but I think this was very interesting. As I said, I will link this down below. You can read the full article uh, in the through the description. And let's go to another article that ties so much hand in hand with this. The next article uh, comes from slaynews.com. And this says the World Economic Forum or WEF calls for AI, artificial intelligence, to rewrite Bible, create religions that are actually correct. Now, one of the people that you would be seeing on screen right now is Dr. Noah Yuval Harari. And I've gotten to listen to a few of his talks and he talks about AI and um, how AI can take our all the information, all our religious texts. And essentially, it seems like what he's saying is that it could harmonize it and get rid of things that we deem are incorrect or mythological and create a religion that is, quote unquote, I guess, scientifically correct is is what it seems that he is implying. Um, and so I will link one of the videos that I listened to down below. It's called The Future of Humanity or Future of Mankind, something to that effect. And then you have uh, right next to him, you have Klaus Schwab, who is he's a big time globalist. If you don't know who he is, he uh, has uh, the Global Young Leaders, which pumps out politicians from this one uh, political training center, essentially. And what they do is they get people from all over the globe, train them from different countries, different ethnicities and send them back essentially to their home countries and they go back with this thinking this one world thinking and so uh, people like Prime Minister Trudeau uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, these are people that have been part of this even uh, Vladimir Putin has been part of it um, and the Lord knows who here in the United States I know we have our own institution uh, something similar to that uh, the the thought of it is slipping. I think it's the Council on Foreign Relations um, here in America. But just let's get into this. It says World Economic Forum calls for AI to rewrite Bible, create religions that are actually correct. And this was generated the 10th of June, as we see in the article headline. And it says top official with the World Economic Forum or WEF has called for religious scripture to be rewritten by artificial intelligence to create, and here's the key phrase, kind of one of the, the, the key words, so to say, to create a globalized, a worldwide new Bible. Yuval Noah, okay, so I had his first and middle name <laughs> mixed up. My apologies. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari, the senior advisor to the WEF and its chairman, Klaus Schwab, argues that using AI to replace scriptures will create unified religions that are actually correct. Go back and listen to uh, his talk uh, on the video. I'll link down below and you'll hear him say it from his own mouth. Harari, an influential author and professor, made the call while giving a talk on the future of humanity. According to Harari, the power of AI can be harnessed and used to reshape spirituality into here we go. The WEF's globalist vision of equity and inclusivism. Now, it's one thing to want equity and inclusivism. 
uh, if we're going to talk about kind of the most basic definitions of those, and you might say, well, is there any other definitions? But people manipulate language to mean what they want it to mean. Um, they have trigger words now that when they say certain trigger words, it triggers our emotions. It, and once our emotions are triggered, we unless we know how to temper our emotions to control our emotions and not allow them to control us. And once they use trigger words, certain trigger words, uh, they have control of us instantly because our emotions, they know how they have trained, they have groomed our multiple generations. Now, especially here in America, maybe in other countries too, let me know where you're at. And if you can, uh, if, if it's, similar in your home country but they have manipulated our society to where now uh multiple generations multiple generations without fathers which are typically the side that helps us to learn how to reason and balance our emotions with uh with reason whereas our mothers help us to balance our reasons and logic with our emotion and both mothers and fathers together male and female together they help to create as much as possible a balanced uh, person, balanced children, balanced society. But when you remove one, you have it, you have an imbalance. So in saying that, when they use equity inclusivism, yes, there are some maybe general things we think about, but the globalists have their own twisted future of humanity in mind. And so uh, they want to use AI to reshape spirituality into the WEF's globalist vision, their vision of equity and inclusivism. There's light at the end of the tunnel if you will stick with, uh, stick with me through this. It says, speaking with journalists Pedro, Pedro Pinto in Lisbon, Portugal, Harari told the elitist audience, it's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. And, and we'll read through and you'll see what he means. He says, you know, the printing press, radio, television, broadcast, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain. Well, yeah, of course, by the human mind. They cannot create a new idea. So the technologies up to this point cannot create new ideas. They can just essentially parrot and broadcast what we come up with. You're watching this video, uh, you're, you, if you're watching it after... Well, you'll be watching after I record this. So you're just hearing the video. You're hearing the copy of me repeat what I'm saying, essentially what he's saying. Um, you know, Johannes Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The printing press printed as many copies as the Bible of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it. But it did not create a single new page. And just by what he says, how he's talking, you can tell, I can tell. That he has no spiritual, supernatural experience. Um, I've been living for the Lord since 2009. And Christianity is meant to be not only a religion, but it's supposed to have a supernatural aspect to it, which uh, tradition oftentimes talks about. But there's no encouragement to pursue the supernatural from God's perspective. And so having experienced all that the Lord has blessed me to, and I'm not the only one. I know there are millions of people around the world that know what I'm talking about. Um, it does not sound like he has any type of supernatural experience because he's talking about 
um, Gutenberg could the printing press cannot create a single new page of the Bible. Well, you can't when the being of the the supernatural being instructing the writers. You can only write a new page or new content when the being behind the writers instructs them to. Continuing on, however, it said I it had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Harari then revealed that he and his allies at the WEF have a solution to the supposed problems he just highlighted. AI can create new ideas. It can even write a new Bible, he declared. Throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence by a non-human entity, he added. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by AI. It could be a reality in a few years. And so uh, Dr. Harari, he I, he just kind of blows my mind because and what he's saying is blowing my mind because he says throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by superhuman intelligence. Well, I, I, I'll just tell you from my personal experience, I've experienced I've had contact with people that worshiped other gods, other beings. And those beings sought to uh, be adversarial towards me um, because I'm representing my God, which is in opposition to their God or their God actually is in opposition to our creator um, in, in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when you're talking about religions, when you look at things like Mormonism, when you look at things like Islam, when you look at different religions and you look at different spiritual practices, if you listen to the people that are actually in those things, they will tell you how real those beings are. You look at Islam. Islam was supposed to be uh, inspired by the angel Gabriel or Gabriel um, by, to the prophet Muhammad. But the way this angel Gabriel interacts with Muhammad is nowhere. They don't even match up when you look at how Gabriel in, in the holy bible the bible of both jews and christians how gabriel interacts in in those instances is totally different 180 degrees different uh than how this supposed angel gabriel interacts with muhammad it's very aggressive with muhammad you don't see that with gabriel when he deals with when he's talking to daniel and when he's talking to uh mary as he's um announcing to her god's intentions and she accepts uh what God wants to do in and through her life. And then you see uh Joseph Smith who is the one who started Mormonism and you hear and read about the stories of I believe it was the, the angel Moroni um and how just some of the very oh man some of the very uh just crazy ways that this angel revealed himself to Joseph Smith um, naked, open robe a lot of time or at times. And so uh, you find people sometimes say that these some of these religions, uh, they were just made up by these people. But you have to if you have supernatural experiences with God's supernatural presence, his Holy Spirit, then you can understand how these people could be uh, be be taken into delusion um, when they have their own supernatural experiences. And then those are 
kind of outside you look at people outside of other realms such as um witchcraft satanism those who practice the spirituality side of satanism and you get to see how you listen to them talk i've listened to co-workers that have experienced things um whether they were actively partaking or uh it was just kind of by coincidence or accident uh places that they've gone objects that they've brought into their home and the things that have happened um within their homes or places that they've gone um you'll it's it's you know you'll see that it's more to it and so when we look and see what Dr. Noah Harari is talking about, you see he has no supernatural experience because he's talking about people dreamt about it. Well, you watch shows like Ancient Aliens. What are people like George Sukalos? I think that's how you say his name. What's he saying? He's saying the people, the beings that people used, uh, used to call gods that perhaps they're actually aliens, superhuman. Um, these are... Yeah, essentially superhuman. But he's saying now we're going to attribute that to artificial intelligence. So we get to see how the globalists, the elitists, how they desire to use this to create a globalized religion. And uh, there are places where people call Dr. Harari a prophet. And for the globalists, he essentially is their prophet. He may not be the for those of us who are aware of it, what's called the false prophet, which we're going to get into. But you can see he's one of their mouthpieces. That's what a prophet is. A prophet is a spokesman for that deity or whatever deity they're devoted to. And as I said, I will link this in the description as well. So we'll get to our last um, article, which kind of ties these two together. And then we'll get into the scriptures. Now, this article is twitch resurrects ai jesus which i never knew there was one before but when you read through the article uh you get to see that this has been attempted before this comes from israel news israel 365 news.com as i said this will be linked down below and so this one it talks about a new chat bot designed by the singularity group a nonprofit berlin tech collective has created an artificial intelligence Jesus, an AI Jesus. While not as, not as popular as the original, the Ask Jesus live stream has about 40,000 followers who can ask questions and receive real-time spiritual guidance. The Ask Jesus live stream is an experimental channel allowing viewers to ask questions to an AI trained after Jesus and the teachings of the Bible. So yet again, you have this artificially intelligent, uh, this artificial intelligence, as I said, trained after Jesus. This is not Jesus himself, but this is an artificial intelligence trained after Jesus and the teachings of the Bible. Now, this may sound good on the surface, but the thing with this is that this is not a human being and and this algorithm, this software uh in the ways God has intent has been uh, intentional about cannot be guided by God's spirit. He created human beings for that. He did not create artificial intelligence for that. Now one of the things when looking at this, um, as well as going back to Dr. Harari's statement when you continue down in that article, is that it talks about uh when he talks about 
new scriptures and things like that. Essentially, we are making a God and a 21st century idol, but it's digital in our own image or in their image, actually, how they they're going to train that AI, how they want it to think, how they want it to guide other people exclude things they want to be excluded to include things they want to be included in, in inclusivist inclusivistic perhaps um things like that and so when you see uh things like this and ai jesus um all you have to do is see what god has said which we're going to get to and you can see as, as god trains you to see what's going on as he trains you through his church by his word, by his spirit, under the guidance of your pastor, your mentors, the Lord helps you to understand uh, the per these things, or he, he helps us, some of us, to understand these things, to help others to understand these things. And whatever your sector and place, uh, your calling, wherever the Lord places you, the Lord helps you to understand that sector from his perspective. And so, um, here we see that they are creating an artificial intelligence trained on Jesus and the Bible. Not the real Jesus, but people are going to they're gonna they're gonna say, well, this is just as good as the real thing, right? Like, you know, perhaps what Jesus is really saying about him coming back isn't true. I hear that all the time. I hear people in my comments, I see people on my social media. Uh, and, you know, like, subscribe to the channel, connect with us through the social media. But I can, it, I've, I've heard it before this even came up. Jesus isn't coming back. And they're going to say, well, now Jesus is with us. No, Jesus is not with us. You, when you're filled with his Holy Spirit, with Jesus' supernatural presence, then Jesus is with you. But not until then. Um, he may work in your situation, things like that. But the closest, most intimate places when you are experientially filled with his spirit, just like the apostles were, just like the, the Gentile believers were in Acts 10, just like they were in Samaria in Acts 8, just like the disciples of John the Baptist were in Acts chapter 19. And, and as people have been throughout history. But let's see what the Lord, what Jesus himself revealed to us through his messenger John in the book of Revelation. And so here we go to Revelation chapter 13. And we'll start at verse 11. And it says, I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he sounded like a dragon. Now, if you're unaware, in the uh Jesus is compared to a lamb because a lamb was uh the primary means of sacrifice and removing sin um, from, from before God. That was one of the main things, as well as the Passover lamb. When God brought the nation of Israel out from enslavement to Egypt um, in the book of Exodus. And so up till this day, uh, devout Jews, faithful Jews, they continue to uh, celebrate the Passover. They are not able to... Uh, do the lamb portion because they don't have their temple to do the sacrificial rites. Um, Christians, based on Jesus' instruction, we now celebrate the Passover essentially through what we call the Lord's Supper, through uh, the breaking of bread, which represents 
his body that he his life that he gave up on our behalf his physical life as well as uh the drinking of grape juice and or wine uh which represents the his blood his the the pure his purity his blood represented his life so uh in that way we still continue passover today um one of two ways and so that's what when it talks about the lamb this is a comparison and a contrast so it says he had uh two horns like a lamb but he sounded like a dragon and so go check out my video i'll do my best to remember to link it down below about who is the dragon he exercises all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and compels the earth and those who live on it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed now when it talks about a beast this comes from uh, the foundational information comes from Daniel chapter 7, where God reveals that beasts, depending on the context that they're being revealed and talked about, a beast represents a kingdom or a nation as well as the ruler of that kingdom and nation. Go back and check out Genesis chapter 7. I will also, I think I have a video on it. I'll link it down below um, in the description. And so he says, it says that this, he, this beast has two horns like a lamb. So it sounds like Jesus, but it sounds like a dragon. The dragon represents Satan, Lucifer, the devil. Uh, and you find that out in Revelation chapter 12, if you go back and read chapter 12. But you can check out my video on that for the breakdown. He exercises all the authority of the first beast, talking about um, the Antichrist kingdom. This is talking about kind of the religious aspect of this one world order that is in development right now uh, he exercises all the authority of the first beast on his behalf so the religious leader this false jesus is going to have all the authority uh carry all the authority of the antichrist um, he compels the earth and those who live on it to worship the first beast to give allegiance to to worship the antichrist his government and uh, whose fatal wound was healed, talking about the the separation, the 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 wounding of this one world system uh, when it was first being implemented. Continuing on, he performs great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in front of people. He deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs that he is permitted to perform on behalf of the beast. So this religious leader that looks like jesus is going to deceive people by means of miracles signs wonders however he does this but he's going to deceive people telling those who live on the earth to make an image of the beast and that was kind of the, one of the points i wanted to get to what do we see on the screen the avatar of the ai we seen an image we seen a representation of this artificial intelligence and so here it says that the second beast the lamb with the two horns but speaks like a dragon it says he tells those who live on the earth to make an image of the beast who had the sword wound and yet lived now sometimes people argue semantics as far as saying what that word image comes from and it does come from a word kind of like statue i the greek word is icon and, but it's a representation of an actual individual or thing, uh, typically. And 
God uses language that it that he uses the he uses the language that the writers are familiar with in order to convey a concept, not necessarily the physical reality of something that they have no idea about, but God uses their language to 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 convey a concept. And so here it says that the earth that the second beast is going to tell those who live on the earth to make an image to or of the beast who had the sword wound and yet lived. He was permitted to give a spirit to the image or to give life to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast, man, crazy, right? So that the image of the beast could both speak and cause whoever would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So this religious leader who supposedly represents Jesus is going to be backing the Antichrist. He's going to deceive many people, a lot of the world, and he is going to cause he's going to cause the people to create an image of the beast, perhaps an AI avatar of the beast and get the thinking patterns of the Antichrist uh, in in line or the or the world government, if we're talking about the world government aspect of it, the get the thinking patterns, training the AI to think how it wants to think. And what is the AI, the image of the beast going to do? The image of this world government think tank. There is going to, this second beast is going to give a spirit to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast could both speak and cause whoever would not worship the image of the beast to be Killed because you won't get in line with the world government and its way of thinking, what they're doing right now, trying to get us to conform by uh, force or just by grooming us. They're going to ostracize those of us who who are here. And he requires everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on his right hand and on his forehead. So that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, the beast's name, or the number of his name. Now, when it talks about the mark, this is, it, it, it may be a physical thing. It may be a chip or something that people end up taking, but it is depicting allegiance to and dedication to and belonging to the beast. Whereas, uh, I believe it's in Revelation chapter 11. It kind of gives a contrast about people having the the name of the Father, the name of God in their forehead. And so here it contrasts that with the mark of the beast, the beast's name or the number of his name. Now, jumping back to Revelation 11, this is the contrast because that is the world government that the satanic world government, chapters 12 and 13 go hand in hand. But Rever Revelation chapter 11 lets us know that at the end of everything that Satan through the Antichrist, through the world government is going to do, there comes a brand new day. In Revelation chapter 11, 15 through 16, it says, and this is the culmination of seven trumpets of judgment and preparation for the return, the physical return of the Lord Jesus, uh, not an AI. It says the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord 
and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. And this is a a callback to something that our creator through one of his prophets and through many of his prophets, but one that comes to mind specifically, uh, the prophet, the Jewish prophet Isaiah, God first began to work uh, his plan or really to implement his plan through the nation of Israel, who later became known as Jews because the tribe of Judah held on and protected the worship uh, and dedication to Yahweh as best as they could through their rebellion against God and then through their correction by God, their exile out of their homeland, and then God regathered them to the their land, the land of Israel, the land that they are fighting over right now with the Palestinians. But this is a harken back to something God said through the prophet Isaiah. And so when Jesus Christ returns, there's two portions here, chapter 11 and chapter 2 I want to hit on. Chapter 11, we're looking at God's one world government ruler. And this is how he is going to rule. This is how he is going to lead. He's going to lead perfectly, fairly. But it says, then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. Uh, and we, if you will follow through with my online Bible studies, going through the book, uh, through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you'll eventually get familiar with Jesse and King David. It says, then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of Yahweh, the spirit of Jehovah will rest on him. A spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in the fear of the Lord. His, he will in his human identity, talking about Jesus Christ, talking about the Messiah who we eventually know as Jesus the Christ or Jesus Christ as he is often known by. His delight will be in the fear. He will, he will reverence God in his human identity. As a human, just as you and I, he will reverence God. He will be the first. He was the first perfect person since Adam and Eve fell into sin, degraded into error, degraded into rebellion. He, his delight will be in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see, like we do. He will not execute justice by what he hears with his ears. He will not be given to gossip, like we often are. But he will judge the poor righteously, properly, and execute justice for the oppressed of the land. That's what world leaders talk about today, right? We're, we're trying to help those who are disenfranchised. No, you're not. You're not helping them. You're creating chaos. And then out of chaos, you're going to create your new world order. He will strike the land with discipline from his mouth, and he will kill the wicked with a command from his lips. Let's talk about our world leaders first. A lot of them are wicked. George Soros, Klaus Schwab, a lot of these people are wicked. They have this idea that they know is best for mankind, but they won't submit to the one who created mankind. They're depending upon their own understanding. They don't know God. They try to act like they do or speak for their God, the God of this age, but they don't know our creator because you can only know our creator by having a relationship with him based. And it he informs us of his character in here. And then you learn it experientially 
through his church and through your personal relationship. You need both. You need the church guided by a pastor, the fivefold ministry, what we call the fivefold ministry, and you need to have your own personal relationship, and it all works together. None will harm or destroy another on my entire holy mountain. There's not going to be any more fighting, any more wars. For the land will be as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the sea is filled with water. That What it's implying here is when all of creation, when all of humanity comes to that place of acknowledgement of the Lord at his return, all of our infighting, all of our ethnic differences, racial differences, it's all going to disappear. All this racial division that our world leaders, our national leaders stoke and keep going and manipulate us and keep us divided by, it's all going to stop. And here is one of those best parts. Isaiah chapter 2, the second chapter of the prophet Isaiah's writings. It says, the vision that Isaiah, son of Amos, Amos, technically, Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountains of the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains, meaning it's going to be the most prominent place in the world. It may not be the highest place physically. It may not be Mount Everest high, but it means it's going to have the, the prominence of Mount Everest in that regard and will be raised above the hills. All nations will stream to it and many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob or a.k.a. Israel. He will teach us about his ways so that we may walk in his paths for instruction will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will settle disputes among the nations and provide arbitration for many peoples. They will turn their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. Nation will not take up the sword against other nations and they will never again train for war so when the lord jesus comes back he is going to bring peace to the whole world because he will have called all those who were willing to answer his invitation answer his call to be part of his kingdom of his government because through their lifetime, for those who have stayed faithful to him and have have come in alignment to where he wanted them to, through their lifetime, they will have gone through all these different tests and trials through which God will have molded, shaped their character, purified their intentions, purified their desires, and brought them into alignment with his thinking and his desires his perspective, his way of seeing life, his way of understanding life in a 180 degree contrast to how the globalists, Dr. Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab, our national leaders, uh, Emmanuel Macron, Joe Biden, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, all these different world leaders, how they they stand in 180 degrees contrast to the way our creator says life is supposed to be ordered. And instead of all the division that they're bringing, 
Jesus Christ, our creator in Jesus Christ, will bring everything into unity and nations will stop warring. But we are living in the times that Jesus Christ foretold us about, talking about the image of the beast. And so what are your thoughts about it? Let me know in the comments below. Uh, connect with me on the social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and let me know your feedback on YouTube as well. Uh, like, subscribe, share the video, share the input, um, and let me know your thoughts. And until the next one, may the Lord lead you and guide you. May you allow him to help you to be all he's created you to be because you were created for a purpose. God bless you in Jesus name.